0: I want to talk about don't lose heart, a breakthrough is coming. Don't lose heart, a breakthrough is coming. Life is wonderful. Thank you, that one that agreed with me. Life is wonderful. Amen. When we just think about the blessings of God, the air that we breathe, the food He has created for us to eat, and certainly the most important thing, the salvation that we have through Jesus Christ, His Son. Life is wonderful. Yeah. Even when we reflect on things that sometimes happen in our lives that cause us to lose heart or become discouraged. Discouraged by definition means To extinguish the courage of or to dishearten, to depress the spirits, to cause to fall with grief, or to deprive of confidence. That's what the word discourage means. All of those things just be going about our normal routine of everyday life and out of nowhere something happens and it just hits us and causes us to be discouraged because of a situation, I imagine that if you're human, we've all had that to happen. Maybe it's something that someone said or did to you that just seemed to take the wind out of your sails. Mm -hmm. Perhaps it's a health crisis or a relationship failure, or pressures from work, or any number of things. You can insert whatever it is. And sometimes it just causes you to just like, wow, I never saw that coming and I never expected it. But it can cause you to be discouraged. Sometimes the situation or circumstance that happens to us is one that won't be resolved and we don't know how to fix it and it's just something that it seems like we're going to have to endure and it just won't go away it just keeps nagging at us and it keeps it's there it's always there it's there when you get up in the morning it's there in the middle of the day it's there when you go to bed at night and it just seems like this thing whatever it is that's taken up residence in your life and you can't make it go away there may be a prolonged time maybe a prolonged timeline that would really put your emotions, your thoughts, your dreams and even your faith in God to the test it would seem but i'm here to tell you today that you should not lose heart do not lose heart because a breakthrough is coming a breakthrough is coming the word breakthrough means it's a sudden dramatic An important discovery or development. A sudden, dramatic, and important discovery or development. Sometimes something would happen to cause the situation to not be there anymore. But sometimes there's a discovery of something new that causes us to look at the situation in a different light. We must remember that even in the darkest times, when the walls seem to be closing around in on us, let's look at what David wrote when he reflected on the great shepherd in Psalm 23, 4. I'm using the NIV version if you're using an electronic Bible. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, King James says the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you, O Lord. You are with me. Your rod and, they, and your staff, they comfort me. The rod is a short club which is a powerful weapon of defense or discipline and it is a symbol of God's strength, His power, and His authority. The staff is a long slender stick with a hook at one end that is used to draw sheep close to the shepherd or to guide in the right direction and to rescue from danger or evil. So we're saying that that because even though I walk through this darkest valley, I don't have to fear those things when they come because, Lord, you, my great shepherd, are with me. Your rod, your club is there to to stave off anything else and your staff is there to pull me close to you and to rescue me from impending danger. When it may seem that God does not seem to be near, don't rely on your feelings. You know, we in Pentecost sometimes we can be so emotional and think that emotions are just wonderful and great and if I feel it, it's wonderful and I agree, emotions are a wonderful thing they're a gift from God I so enjoy feeling the presence of the Lord and sensing His presence as we did this morning in a service I so enjoy sensing His presence when I pray and feeling His anointing I I know that and I understand that but if I never felt anything else I would not question that God is not near because feelings can be misleading God had Samuel to anoint David. You guys probably remember the story if you've known your Bible any length of time. To be Israel's next king after King Saul rejected following God's instructions. The Philistines came to attack Israel. And I want you to look at this excerpt that I'm going to read this morning from 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17 starting at verse number 3. The Philistines occupied one hill and the Israelites another with a valley between them. A champion named Goliath who's ever heard of Goliath? Yeah. If you were in, in Sunday school as a child you remember the story of Goliath. Who was uh, who was from Gath came out of the Philistine camp. He was, he was six cubits in a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze, weighing 5,000 shekels on his legs. He wore bronze greaves, and a bronze javelin was slung on his back. His spear was like that of a weaver's rod, and his iron point weighed 600 shekels. His shield-bearer went ahead of him. He was a big dude. <laughs> Roughly about nine feet or so. Huge. Huge. Verse number 8, Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. Then the Philistine said, This day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistines' words, verse 11, on hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and all the other Israelites were dismayed and terrified. And I want you to see what this verse says. On hearing, they were all dismayed and terrified. They heard the attack. They allowed their senses and what they experienced to dominate them on the inside. They were dismayed and terrified. And some may say, well, anybody in their right mind probably would have. I I agree. I mean, it's, it's a terrifying thing. The Israelites were absolutely discouraged. If the Philistines were successful, their whole life as they knew it would be gone, wiped away by the enemy. But there was a young man named David who had been sent with food for his brothers. You can read it on in this chapter. Who were in Israel's army. And David witnessed what Goliath had been doing. The scripture tells us that he did this every day for 40 days. I want to remind you, and I'm not going to go there, but in Luke chapter 4 there's a parallel of 40 days. You'll have to look there to see what that is. But down in verse 24 of 1 Samuel 17, whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled from him in great fear. Now the Israelites had been saying, do you see how this man keeps coming out? He, keep, he comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his family from taxes in Israel. David asked the men standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel and then listen to what David says who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God now there's some people that would point to um, that, that, that would point to the reward that that was said that David could get Because he did ask about it. I mean, okay. I get to marry the king's daughter. I don't have to pay taxes. And I get lots of money if I kill this dude.
1: That's
0: pretty strong motivation. But we already know from previous interactions in the scriptures with David that David was anointed by God. And so while this human... Thought was in there. He did ask about it and he thought, probably thought, cool. I believe there was a righteous indignation that rose up within him in the anointing of the Lord. And basically, who does this guy think he is? Mm -hmm. Who does he think he is? Standing up to defy the armies of the living God. When the enemy causes you to lose heart or become discouraged, when that happens, He's the one who causes that. I believe that your righteous indignation should rise up within you and just say, devil, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? I am a child of the living God. I'm a child of the living God. Who do you think you are? Verse 32, David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine, your servant will go and fight him. Let no one lose heart on account of these Philistines because I'm going to go and fight. Brother Berlin reminded us Wednesday night that we are in a war. We're absolutely in a war and the enemy's attacks are prevalent and they are in every part of our society. He's attacking everything that is good and godly. He's attacking the institutions that once were good and godly, and allowed sin and, and, and degradation to filter into those things that once were considered to be of godly and moral character. He's even done that to some that would call themselves a church. But unless they are a church that believes the Word of God and salvation through Jesus Christ, they are a church in this world's estimation only. They're not the true church of Jesus Christ. Don't be intimidated by what you see and what you hear because we walk by faith and not by sight and hearing and we walk by faith and it comes by hearing the word of God. We walk by faith, not by sight. And our faith comes by hearing the word of God. You want your faith to rise up? You get into the Word of God. You let the Word of God become an integral part of your life. You eat it. You ingest it in your spirit, man, each and every day. Don't let Sundays be the only time that you delve into the Word of God. Every day, get your Bible out. If you've got a Bible app and you use that, that's fine. Whatever the Word of God is, get that into your spirit. Start turning off some stuff that's putting other things into your life and turn on the Word of God. Turn on the praise and worship that that builds you up. Don't lose heart when that intimidation or fear comes because a breakthrough is coming, church. Get ready to fight. Anything worth keeping is worth fighting for. Well, I thought the Bible said that God was going to fight all our battles for us. If you think for one minute that God is going to count a lazy Christian to stand up and go to battle for, He may do it just to to help. But the more proactive you are in your faith, the more He's going to do what He needs to do because when you do this, God's promises are conditional. It's full of Scripture. When you do this, God does this. When you do this, God does that. And so what we have to remember is when we get attacked... We don't say, we don't cower up in the corner and say, okay, God, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? We rise up with the righteous indignation with the child of God that we are in our character of the Lord Jesus Christ with our scriptural foundation. We arm ourselves ready for battle and we say, I am not going to take this from you. Yeah, right. I can remember Natalie, our, our daughter who sits right here this morning. A number of years ago, She was probably journey's age or thereabouts, and she was sick. wasn't she about two Annette somewhere in that age she's about two years old. She was sick. this would have been pro- this would have been about nineteen ninety four. I had been invited to preach in Old Moge, wasn't it? Muskogee uh, the next morning, she was throwing up during the night, that baby would get up, and she would throw up, she would have dry heaves, she would throw up, and nothing would come out, she was laying in our bed with us because she was sick, and we had to get up and go to church the next morning, not close by, and I, 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 she was, she was laying between us, I growly, I would lay my hand on her, and I, Lord, touch her, Jesus, Lord, touch her, Jesus. But that last time that she got sick, I got so mad at the devil. I said, I've had enough of this. And I got up and I got my robe on and I went to the kitchen and I started pacing back and forth. And I said, devil, you will take your hand off of my daughter. You will not touch her anymore. She is going to be well and she is going to be healed in the name of Jesus. She didn't wake up and she wasn't sick after that. She rested the rest of the night. It wasn't enough for me just to say, Oh, Jesus, touch her, then me drift off to sleep. I had to get ready for battle. And it was a war. First Corinthians ten, chapter, chapter ten, verse three says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage wars, the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. They have power to demolish strongholds, church, which means that any stronghold that the enemy has brought against your life, regardless of what realm or area that it's in, regardless of whether others know about it or may not know about it, they they will pull strongholds down. Don't lose heart. There is a breakthrough that is coming. When Ahaz was king of Judah, even though he was a wicked king because of God's covenant with David, the Lord sent the prophet Isaiah to him, uh, to him in a time of impending attack on the nation. In Isaiah chapter 7 and verse number 1, it says this, When Ahaz, son of Jotham, the son of Uzziah, was king of Judah, king Rezin of Aram and Pekah, son of Ramaliah, king of Israel, marched up to fight against Jerusalem, but they could not overpower it. Now the house of David was told, Aram has allied itself with Ephraim. So the hearts of Ahaz and his people were shaken as the trees of the forest are shaken by the wind. Then the Lord said to Isaiah, Go out, you and your son Shear-Jashub, to meet Ahaz at the end of the aqueduct in the upper pool on the road to Landerer's Field. Say to him, Be careful. Keep calm. Don't be afraid. Do not lose heart because of these two smoldering stubs of firewood, because of the fierce angle anger of Resin and Aram, and of the son and of the son Remalia. Aram. Ephraim and son and Ramaya's son have plotted your ruin, saying, Let us invade Judah, let us tear it apart and divide it among ourselves, and make the son of Tabil king over it. Yet this is what the sovereign Lord says: it will not happen. It will not take place, it will not happen. For the head of Aram is Damascus, and the head of Damascus is only resin. Within sixty-five years, Ephraim will too will be too shattered to be a people. The head of Ephraim is Samaria. The head of Samaria is only Ramalia's son. And I want you to catch what this verse says. Isaiah had told him, don't lose heart. But he says this, if you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. I want to remind you of that church that if you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. Some people have said, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. I've heard that said before, but trying not to stand for something is not nearly as important as standing firm in your faith. It's like saying, well, I don't don't believe in this, I don't believe in that, I don't believe in that. Forget all that stuff. Believe in Jesus Christ. Stand firm in your faith. And when the other things come to challenge your faith, you can look at them and you say, I'm not even going to have that to be consideration in my life because I'm standing firm in my faith in Jesus Christ. If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. It's time for God's people to stand firm in their faith and not to lose heart or you'll never make it. The enemy of your soul tries to get you to sway one way and the other to keep you from being firm in your faith. If he can challenge your faith to the core, he will do it. If he can cause the things that have been so important in your life to be attacked, maybe even questioned. Let me tell you something. God is always going to be there for you. Jesus is always going to be there. He is your rock. 1 Corinthians 3.11 says, For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. He is the chief cornerstone, which means everything in your life is aligned with him. And too many times people will take their lives and they will build their lives, even spiritually speaking, on someone else. They will look to a particular ministry. They will look to a particular person. Oh, this person is so wonderful. And I hope that you never do that with me, with this man. Because I'm, I'm human. I'm only a man. I have the ability to disappoint you. I have the ability to let you down. Your faith should never, your confidence should never be in me. It should only be in Jesus Christ. It's about Jesus. It's never been about either one of us. It's about Jesus Christ. He is the chief cornerstone. What happens when we shift our focus from Jesus to somebody else, to a church, an organization, a person, then what happens is when when there's any kind of a failure, there's any kind of issue that comes up, then we're just shaken. I've seen people that have had... Things said to them in church at churches not in a church service but things said at church that hurt their feelings how many have ever had somebody say something to hurt your feelings about half of you Um, sticks and stones no it don't work your feelings get hurt we're human um how many know that there are people who can be unspiritual even in the church?
1: Yes.
0: People who can say things. There are some people, and you, you, if I say this, you're probably going to think of somebody, and hopefully you're not thinking of yourself. There are some people that just don't seem to be able to ever say the right thing. They seem to say something that just comes out wrong. And we've all said things that come out wrong. We've all had to say, I'm sorry. And because Annette and I have been married 34 years, I probably had to say it to her more than anybody. (laughs) When I said something that I shouldn't have said, I didn't mean to say it that way. (coughs) I remember when we first got married, and I would say, I said something, and I truly didn't mean it that way. And she said, well, that's what it sounded like. And I thought, boy, if she ever says that's what it sounded like, I'm sunk. (laughs) Because what I said was this, but what she heard was this. You have to have thick skin to be a Christian. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: When things come at you, they're not the people. They're the the enemy that is using or putting ideas or thoughts or using that. Sometimes they can they can use those things not just from the person's perspective but from our perspective. I wonder what he meant by that. Um, I had a guy one time that at church thought, great man, great man of God, but he thought I had said something that I didn't say. And I know that I didn't say it because I would never have said what he said I said. Uh, But I just said, I said, you know, if I said that, I just asked, for, and he'd come and told me he did the right thing. If somebody does something against you, you're supposed to go to him mm-hmm. and tell him. And he came to me and he said, you know, I really didn't like it. He didn't say like it. He said, I really, I really didn't appreciate you saying this, and told me why. And and I said, I didn't say that, you know. And then I I thought, well, I'm not going to argue with him because he was pretty confident that I did. And so I just said, you know, look, if I said that, I'm really sorry. I never meant to. And he said, that's all I wanted to hear. And he stuck his hand out and shook hands with me. Never talked about it again, which is how he should have been. But we have to stand firm in our faith and not get our eyes on anyone else. Hebrews 4.14 says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for He who promised is faithful. He is faithful. As you hold firmly to the faith that you profess, the closer you will be to Jesus, the great shepherd, and the closer you will be to a breakthrough. The closer you are to a breakthrough, the harder it will be because sometimes the darkest dark is right before the dawn the attacks hear me now the devil does not want you to have a breakthrough and anything he can do to keep you from it he's going to and I believe that as you get closer and closer to the breakthrough that I believe the attacks will become more often they'll become more severe They'll become more intense, and it will be more difficult. But don't lose faith. Stand fast. Stand firm in your faith. You must make up your mind that I will stand firm even if no one else around me stands for you, Jesus. Even if no one else I can look at stands firm, I'm going to stand for you. even if I'm surrounded by unbelievers that don't know a thing about God or care about God. I will not lose heart and I will not be discouraged, folks. Don't lose heart because a breakthrough is coming. Let's bow for prayer. Father, I thank you today for your goodness and mercy. I thank you, Lord, because you are the one that we trust in. Sometimes, Lord, a breakthrough may not seem possible. There may be things that we have to endure have endured and may, we don't see the end to. But we know, God, that until a true breakthrough comes, we can be as Paul did and say, Lord, I know that your grace is sufficient in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Thank you. Lord, if I've not made you Lord and Savior, that's the first step is to invite you into my heart and life and say, Jesus, I need you. In the name of Jesus, thank you in Jesus' name. I'm going to give you the opportunity this morning. Maybe you're here and you need a breakthrough. you'd like to spend some time kneeling at the altars, you're welcome to do that. If you want to come up and you would like for me to pray with you, I'll be glad to pray with you. Don't be bashful while we sing this song.
1: But in every situation God gave blessed consolation the trials come to only make be strong. Sing it with me. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all. I thank God for the mountains, and I thank Him for the valleys. I thank Him for the storms He's brought me through. For if I'd never had a problem, I wouldn't know that He could solve them. Never know what faith in God could do. Why, I'm singing through it all, through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all. Yes,
0: Lord, my going through. I am not going
1: to stay behind
0: anymore. I'm standing firm in my faith in the name of Jesus. Come on church. Sing it to Him. Worship Him today. Holding fast to your faith that you
1: profess. Through it all. Through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon His Word. I thank God for the mountains, and I thank Him for the valleys. I thank Him for the storms He's brought me through. Yes, He has, church. Yes, He has. For if I'd never had a problem, I wouldn't know that He could solve them. I never know what faith in God could do. Hallelujah. Would you stand and sing it today? Through it all. Through. breakthrough that's coming today in the name of Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Yes! Through it all. Through it all. I've learned to depend upon His Word. Sing that second verse again. I thank God for the
0: mountains and I thank Him for valleys. I thank Him for the storms He's brought me through. For if I'd never had a problem,
1: I wouldn't know that He could solve them. I'd never know what faith in God could do. Yes, Lord, we praise You, we praise You. Through it all. Through it all. Trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God through it all. Through it all, I've learned to depend upon His word.
0: You may be in the midst of a struggle or a storm right now, but don't lose heart. There's a breakthrough that's coming. There's a breakthrough that's coming. He gives grace, mercy to get through anything that comes your way. It's His faithfulness that we depend
1: on. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. One more time. Through it all. Through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to do it.
0: I feel like the Holy Spirit it, it wants to let somebody here know that there are things that has been said to you that has challenged you in your relationship with God and that has caused you to think because the words were pretty much you're worthless. You'll never amount to anything. You have no purpose. And I'm here to come against that in the name of Jesus. You have purpose, you have meaning. Your life has great unmeasurable worth because Jesus died for you God knit you together in your mother's womb before you even drew your
1: first breath
0: his plans for you were laid out before you were even born and I come against those that reverberation of that that was sowed into your life however many long years ago it may have been that you need victory over that and God's telling you this morning just let it go you're in a breakthrough over that right now there's a breakthrough stand firm in your faith and let it go Just begin to pray and talk to Him right now. I am not going to stay there. I am not going to be bound by that pain of my past. I'm going to let it go. I'm not going to look back there anymore. And I'm just going to look to Jesus because my faith is in Him and my hope is in Him and God's future in my life. Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you because you bind all wounds. You said that you came to heal the broken hearted, to mend those that were wounded, those that were bruised, and to give liberty and freedom to those who were oppressed. And we thank you, God, that the spirit of oppression, the spirit of overwhelming heaviness because of what was sown into these lives was so heavy you, just like you, cleanse us from sin and you lift the burden of sin. You lift that burden of oppression right now. That attack from the enemy. That reminder from the enemy. And today, God, there is a breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon His Word. Yes, I've learned to depend upon His Word. Amen. Stay in the Word of God, church.
0: It's your roadmap to tell you how to live. And to guide you each and every day the three things that are going to keep you strong in your faith stay in the Word of God pray regularly and attend church when you do those three things you'll be strong in your faith because when you gather together with other believers it's a place of encouragement It's a place where we pray for each other and lift each other up. To borrow a a, a saying from my former pastor, Steve Bookout, he, he said, you know, some people say, well, I'm a Christian, but I don't go to church. He said, that makes about as much sense as somebody saying, well, I'm a baseball player, but I don't have a team. We need each other to help each other and lift each other up. That's what this place is supposed to be for, and that's what it is for. Thank you for worshiping the Lord today. Thank you for... Um, just receiving what God has for you. And I believe he's going to do something great. Amen.